The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardik in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Okay, so we said we're going to do the Ramam on the purpose of human existence. I don't know if that's what you want to call it. Well, I, I don't remember the exact way you formulated the question. So, uh, I think I wanted to do this two years ago, but I don't think I did the whole thing. No, no, no. Could be. Do you have a short article on this? Okay, so I was hoping, not hoping, I was wondering if someone was going to ask that. I have an article on the purpose of human existence from the more Nebuchadnezzar standpoint. Yeah. Uh, and this is a different type of approach, okay. even though they're both wrong. Yeah, I do have an article on that, though. That's the one where the answer is that there is none. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is different. That's why I'm not sure if I want to call it this, but we'll, okay. we'll see what he says. Okay. So the context is, yeah, the context is super interesting, but I don't think we, I don't know if we're going to have time for the context. The context is in the period, this is the Hakdamas of the Parish of Mishnayos, and he's talking about um, the, different types of statements you'll find in the Gemara. And the fourth type of statement is Drushos Hamat Imos, Indian called Perak, she's Dam and Shiroi Bohadrash. Now that's a strange statement in itself. The, the Drushos that are in line with the theme of each Perak that it appears in, which first of all, it doesn't make any sense. Like if you look at the Midrashim in Shas, I don't think they are in line with the themes of the Perak. Like, so I, I just don't know how we can say that, but whatever. So then he goes through, and he, this is the first time the Ramam writes about Midrashim methodology. So that's very, very good to go through. But then he gets to the, the, to the example. Okay. And so he says, this is in page 21, Kafalaf, and on the right column. And he says, yeah. Um, actually, you know maybe we do have to start earlier. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, let's start. All right. Do we have to start? All right. Let's start at the very. Mm-hmm. And let's start at the... <laughs> All right, fine. Yes, that's what they say. All right, fine, we'll start at the beginning. All right, so maybe it's on page uh, Yud Tess. So, all right, so I just read that sentence. Uh, okay. This fourth matter, the drush that is in the Talmud. Don't think that it is um, like uh, like insignificant or of little worth. Um, how many of you... We don't... Whatever. Anyone going to Rupesach's um, Thursday night cheer this year? This was scripture? Yeah. Okay. What was that? No? Okay, fine. Because right, I think he went through the, the real place where the Ramam talks about this is in yeah. Hagdam Dachelech. But this is the first place in that where he talks about it. Osha to Alta Ma'ata. Don't think that its use is uh, is, is minimal. Kihu Latachlis Gadolamoi. It has a very important purpose. Because it includes deep illusions and wondrous ideas. If you look really into depth into these drushas, you're going to understand the greatest good, that there's no good higher than that. If you want a copy, you can have this copy. Um, okay. Uh, this is... I think in that one's the same. It's on page yeah. 19. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, there will be revealed to you metaphysical matters. You're going to get like all these like metaphysical ideas, things that the men of science concealed uh, that are uh, that, that all the philosophers know. Okay. So like all these like treasures. But when you look at them on their simple level, their external level, you'll find them to be the most irrational possible. Okay. 
So they did this for many reasons. The question here he's answering, which um, he doesn't really answer in Chelek directly, because I think he answers it here. Why did Chazal conceal the ideas, you know, uh, in these like uh, riddle forms? So he says, so there's several reasons. Echad Havanas is to uh, awaken the understanding or the analysis of the learners. Vagam lash. Okay, so that's an interesting one, right? Is that there? The Rashba has this category of midrashim. He says where some, you know, some midrashim are are obscure, like they seem crazy because they're concealing deep ideas. Okay, other midrashim seem simple, but they're concealing deep ideas, and other midrashim seem like crazy, but they're concealing simple ideas. And so that's the one that you need to explain. Well, why why is it like that? And he says because you're training people and and like your students in analytical ability, like to like try to like decode stuff, you know. So here he's saying is to awaken the understanding of the learners. Two begam lashua ine haksilim. I think it means to like um, plaster over the eyes of the fools. Asher lo uru laolam, whose hearts were not lit up forever. Okay, meaning I've never been lit up. Like basically people who are not going to see the truth. So we have to like blind them and conceal us from them. If you were to present the truth in front of them, they would deviate from it based on their deficient natures. Right. You know, the thing with the, um, the example with the, uh, the angel, this is the best example. Uh, let's see. Malachin. Do I have a Malachin PowerPoint? Yes, I do. Um, this is in the Mornivuchim. And he says, "Hey, here we go. Yeah, how? Uh, oh, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is morning with him two I saw, six. I saw two six. And I was like, yeah, I uh, how bad and injurious, injurious is the blindness of ignorance? Say to a person who is believed to belong to the wise men of Israel that the Almighty sends His angels to enter the womb of a woman and to form there the fetus. He would be satisfied with the account. He will believe in it and will even find it a description of the greatness of God's might and wisdom. Although he believes that the angel consists of burning fire and is as big as the third part of the universe, yet he considers it possible as a divine miracle." But tell him that God gave the sperm a formative power, which produces and shapes the limbs. And my footnote is, we know that there's DNA now. Okay, they didn't know what that was back then. And this power is called angel, and he will turn away, for he cannot comprehend the true greatness and power of creative forces that act in a body without being perceived by our senses. Our sages have already stated, for him who has understanding, that all forces that reside in a body are angels, much more the forces that are active in the universe. So that's, that's to me, like the, the coincidental example. Like this guy, if you told him the truth, he can't handle the truth, you know, like, <laughs> um, and, and he will turn it away and you'll cause him to reject the actual truth. But you tell him this like thing, like, Oh, it's an angel, you know? And Oh, like, Oh, you know, and he'll, he'll, yeah, it makes sense. And and he won't question it, and he'll accept it. And then maybe one day, like he'll, uh, he'll understand it. Or maybe one day, like he'll pass it on and maybe his kid will understand it, but like, he's not going to detach himself from it. You know, at least he'll understand that it's an angel. Yes. He'll understand that it's an angel. And that's also a step up from like thinking that it's, uh, uh, a deity or thinking that it's a spiritual power or thinking that it's like whatever it is, you know, because at least an angel is like an agent of God, right. you know? Yeah. Okay, fine. So that's, that's blinding the eyes of the fools. So things like that, we say, don't reveal a so to the fools. Um, their intellect is not developed enough to receive the truth clearly. This is an interesting thing. The Chachamim would conceal secrets of Torah from each other. He gives us an interesting example. So, here's the scenario. Okay, let's say, like, um, I happen to be with a bunch of people 
let's say like you guys are all like fluent in Meisner Breshis, okay, which is one of the areas that we have to conceal. But who Hayyudin Meisner Kavan? Let's just say I'm the one who knows Meisner Kavan, right? Okay, Amar Lehem. So I, I say to you guys, Limduni Meisner Breshis, Alamedchem Meisner Kavan. You guys teach me Meisner Breshis, I'll teach you Meisner Kavan. Not Anulo. They answered him. Okay, meaning they uh, they they taught it in. And then I said, "Oh, sorry, guys, I gotta go." <laughs> Which is funny because I thought you have to know my sabrachis oh, before my sabrachava. Apparently not. Yeah, unless it's like one some specific idea in my sabrachis. I don't know, but that's above my pay grade anyway. All right, velo asa ze chalila mitok. What was it? <laughs> Those who know don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay, so he did not, God forbid that he would do this out of um, stinginess or because he wants to like lord it over them, like, like oh, you know, I'm going to keep my knowledge. Um, keep your secrets. Uh, these midos are, are, are like, you know, despicable even in the lowest of the nation. Even more so the great people. So he did this because he found that he was Roy to learn what they knew, but they weren't Roy to know what what he knew. And it's possible that he only found that out from talking to them, you know? Right. Otherwise, I don't think he would have made the deal. Like that would seem to be like Geneva's docs, you know? All right. We can talk to Rabbi Trachman about that. Um, uh, it's from Shir Shirim. That's why. Um, that uh, like honey and milk under your tongue. Uh, and So they explained that the ideas the concepts that are sweet to the soul that give you then the soul enjoyment, just like the enjoyment of the taste of honey and milk. Um, it's proper to not express them verbally, but to keep them under your tongue. Meaning that you, these, these deep ideas, you should not like, you know, they might be enjoyable, but you shouldn't just like, like disperse them like candy. These are not possible to teach. It's not possible to teach these things. They may not be expounded in public. You can allude to them in Sfarim with hidden allusions, concealed allusions. Um, I got to, okay. Uh, yeah, I got to interject here. I, I might have said this earlier in the year, but um, so there are two approaches taken to, uh, sorry, there are four approaches that are taken so three or four okay i'm gonna say there are three approaches that people take to uh to secrets of torah (laughs) yeah so um you have people who hold there are no secrets okay rishon yeah rishon right so i might say there are no secrets that there were um i forgot their names because we don't really know them so well there were people in uh contemporaries of the ramban who just wrote all their Kabbalistic secrets, okay? And similarly, Lahavdil, and they would also want to separate themselves from him, the Rabbag does not seem to hold that there's any such thing as secrets. In all of his stuff, no matter how metaphysically deep it is, he never says like, I can't talk about this, you know? So they're, those are the people who are open with everything, okay? Then there are people, and this is like, uh, to me, it's like a, a very admirable, apparently Rabbeinu Yona and Ravid 
I think Ravid, one of the Ravids, not the one who was arguing with Ramam, uh, they were apparently like masters of the Kabbalistic esoteric tradition, but they held, you can't even like write about the existence of like you having this knowledge. So you look at Rabbi Yonah, he's not even alluding to Kabbalistic things at all. You know, he just, they, they and, and he had Talmudin who like learned from him, but like he held that you can't even like write this. And then in the middle, and this is why I'm debating, is you have the Rambam and the Ramban. So they both hold that you can write down allusions, but they have different policies. So the policy of the Ramban is I'm writing down these allusions in my commentary, and I'm warning you at the pain of spiritual death at the very beginning of the Hadama that you're not going to understand them. So don't try to interpret them unless you are a Mukubal who has received the Kabbalah from another Mukubal. And then these writings will like light up to you. Okay. Then you have the Rambam who says in the intro to the third part of the Mornavuchim, I, you'll ask me, how could I write down my shot of the Mice Merkava? He says, because I'm writing it down, not my shot, my understanding of the Mice Merkava. I'm writing it down in a way where if you know what I'm talking about, then you'll understand. And if you don't know, then it'll look like I'm switching terms that you don't understand for other terms you don't understand and you won't be harmed, you know? So that seems to me like a different method. I was, I was, I mean, they're in the same group because they're both... <laughs> they're both like writing, attempting to write it, to put down a written fo- form that can be decoded by someone who knows it, but they're using different methods. I think that's what Correct. Right. Oh, no, no. Let me back up. They definitely have different views of the, the, the subject matter. Ramam holds you don't need to have received it. But I'm saying, I'm talking about in terms of writing. You know, is it the same thing or not? Yeah. I thought the Ramam held that all those like secrets died died out somewhere. Yes, but unlike the Ramban, then Ramam held that they could be um, rediscovered, and he oh. held that he rediscovered them. And he says he's not confident in it. He says this is just my knowledge, and I don't have any Masora or any Nivua, you know, on this. Yeah, yeah, that's another Machlokas. But you're, you are right. He holds that the actual ones were lost. The actual Meisemerkava uh, Masora was broken. Um, According to the Ramam, yeah. And according to the Ramam, Ramban held he had it, yeah. Did the Ramam like, like know about the Kabbalists? So the if you read the uh, book Kellner. by Menachem Kellner, um, oh, yeah. My Commentation with Mysticism, he says that Ramam knew about, you know, so the, the, the writings that were floating around before the Zohar was the Hechalot literature, which, by the way, now, like, if, you know, I, I know that my a friend of mine is uh, very fluent in Hechalot literature, and you can ask him about stuff uh, if you need. This is the friend who came over last Shabbos. That, uh, uh, yeah, you all, yeah. Um, uh, so, um, so, like, one of the examples is that the... Um, I made the dumbest prequel meme about this, but the wrong, uh, there's a book called Shir Koma. Okay. Oh, that's a crazy book. Yeah. So it's about the dimensions of God's body. Okay. So in the early, you know, I told you that there's like different editions of the um, Pirish Mishnayos. Um, so the, the Rambam uh, held that the, um, in, in his first edition of Pirish Mishnayos, the Rambam held that it was like a, uh, I think he held that like it was a, a text that was um, like an allegorical text with like real ideas. And then in later editions, he said it's a Byzantine forgery. Um, so let me see my dumb prequel meme here. <laughs> Hold on. Is it good text? No. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Such a dumb... <laughs> okay, so 19 years in Tatooine. Oh, have you seen this meme? Yeah. Okay, right. So, so like, you know, different people. 19 years after writing the Pirish Mishnayos, Shirkum was a legit allegorical <laughs> sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
and I, yeah, I, I can't can't remember if it was actually 19 years, but it was that that's a niche meme. If I, <laughs> only I get this one. <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyway, so um, what was that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, right. <laughs> okay, so now he says. So if God will remove the covering or the screen from a person's heart who is favorable before him after he's prepared himself with, uh, with, with the, the proper like uh, studies, then he will understand according to the capacity of his intellect. In other words, God will, you know, like there's a certain level of preparation. And then if God wills it, then he'll allow you to understand these things. Okay, the in laden lasus im halimud hahishtadlus, gaishtadlus basic Torah, ela lachavin es. Oh, this is a good line. Yeah. I think, yeah, go ahead. A person can only uh, act in his learning and his striving in involvement in Torah. The only thing he can do is lachavin es libo, lashem, is to direct his heart to God, vis pala lafanav, and be mispala before him, vis hanin, and supplicate, shiachanehu. Das that God grant him knowledge and ask that God revealed him the sodos that are hidden in the Kisve Kodesh. Like David did. He said, Open, uh, uncover my eyes and let me see wonders in your Torah. Like that's all you can do is you can prepare and then like, ask God for help in like letting you see the wonders in these things. That's all you can do. You know, um, there's no shortcut. And once God reveals these things to you, you should hide them. Okay, as we said. And if you do hint at them, you should only do it to someone whose das is complete and who you know their uprightness, as we've explained in, the, in many mysos in the Talmud. So that's like what the Ram did in the but we all have more of them now, so... Is he really sticking with his own policy? That's a good question. Yeah. To be fair, in the introduction to the Torah, he talks about uh, well, that, that's a distinct difference, by the way. The Ramam says he's writing in a way where if you don't understand it, you won't be harmed. And the Ramban says if you try to understand it and you don't, you're not you will be harmed. So, yeah. All right. Um, Therefore, it's not fit for a perfected person to publicize what he knows of these sodos. Except to someone who's greater than him or equal to him. Because if he presents them in front of a seal, if he doesn't degrade him in his face, it's not going to be good in the fool's eyes. He says, Shlomo says, don't speak um, in the ears of a fool because he will mock the intelligence of your words. This is weird. Teaching the masses is only possible by way of allegory and metaphor so that you can include the women and the children, uh, the small children. 
when they grow up, when their minds mature, they'll know the uh, idea of those mashalim. That's why the Chachamim spoke in Remez. So it does seem like he's saying we want them to know the mashal, the mashalim, so that they'll have them when they grow up. But, um, but even so, in other words, it's funny. See, it seems it doesn't seem contrary. Yeah. First, he said you should only like hint at them to someone who can know them. But then he said the mashal or hint the mashal. The mashalim, I think. Right, he's saying <laughs> the far. He says um, he said the im yermos the mashu mehem hari raglami shalma daato noda yasha. That's the mashal when you allude to them. I think. Oh, uh, oh, I assume that was the yes. Nimshal, actually. You think it's the Nimshal? Okay, that would make sense. That would make sense. That would be consistent, at least. Even, even right. So, but he's saying, he is saying you should tell the Marshal even to the right. National Battalion. But I don't think he's what, oh, is it even or just two? Well, he's saying, this is funny, because he says, when when you teach in public, it is not possible, it is only possible by way of, of allegory and metaphor, so that you can include the women and the, and the young children, so, so that when their minds mature, they will understand those uh, those in Yanis. It was not like before that even the men, uh, the vast majority of men were Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not focusing on the women and children part. I'm just too slight. Um, that kind of comes out. No, no, no. Why can't anyone men and women? No, it seems like he was saying, he was talking up until now about everybody. Yeah. Like, even including, like, people who are even learned, per se. Right. You know? Right. And then, so why is he now focusing just on this? Yeah. 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 Would you say so that so, so that so that when everyone would know. Right. Well, I mean, he does say that in, the, in his raya. He says, In Mishle, it says the purpose of Mishle is to train you in understanding Mashal and Melitza, the words of Chachamim and their things. And that, that Mishle is for everyone. That's why the Chachamim spoke in Remez, and that's being read by that man also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find that. Yeah, correct. Right. So everyone has potential to reach the Dash Lamas. So, does, and look, the majority are written for everybody. And like, I mean, they're they're written in an accessible manner for everybody. So it does seem like he holds that they are there for everyone. And then as you uh, mature, then you'll 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 have a chance of getting it. Right, we're going to read up to where we I want to start today. Maybe. Oh no, no, that's on the next page. Forget. It. We'll, we'll read to the end of the paragraph. Volchain. Uh, so if a person encounters one of these statements that's against rationality, uh, according to his mind, um, he should not ascribe the deficiency to the statement, he should ascribe it to his own intellect. Uh, and he, when he sees a shot of their mashalim that is extremely improbable, according to his understanding, he should be very, he should um, feel the pain that he doesn't understand it. Did I skip something? Oh, yeah. In other words, he should be in pain on the fact that there are so many true statements that are too far away for him to grasp. 
The intelligences of people are as distinct as their physical dispositions. Just like this person's physical disposition is closer to the middle ground, uh, to the to the medium uh, than another person's, and that's better. Some people have better natural intellects than others. Without a doubt, the person who knows uh, an advanced idea is better than the intellect of a person who doesn't know it. Because this guy has actualized his intellect and this guy's intellect is in potential. Therefore, there are things that are clear and firm to, to certain people, but others consider them impossible, according to their level in Chachma. All right, so just to show where we're going, he says a little bit more, and then he gives the the, the statement of Chazal as the example, which is, that the only thing God has in his world is the four Amos of Halacha, and he says, that sounds crazy. And then he gives this interpretation where it's like the whole philosophy of the purpose of man. Yeah. Um, before whatever that doesn't seem so simple that if something doesn't seem rational to you then you should assume that it's it seems like you have to have an idea that that's also like a true idea correct yeah at the same time as not understanding yeah he does not mean all statements he means like yeah yeah definitely i mean he, he means statements of people who have a reputation for chachma and uh and like and therefore like you have reason to assume that they knew what they were talking about right so, oh, okay yeah, exactly. Like it's holding the space for an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. All right. Um, uh, just one thing. Uh, book. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.